what was the valuation? I think uh, close to a million. Okay, a million dollars. And now were you guys pre-revenue at that point or did you have money coming in? We had a very small revenue, $400 a month. $400 a month. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where are you today? How much a month are you revenue? Uh, we are doing approximately uh, $7,000 a month. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Raul Aurora. He's the founder of product and growth and product and growth guy at interview.io. I-N-T-E-R-V-U-E.io. He's been an engineer for seven years before this and took 500 plus tech interviews in 2.5 years as a hiring manager to realize gaps in the recruitment process. That's how he got this idea now building and hoping to help make it easier for people to hire better and faster. Raul, are you ready to take us to the top? Yep, yep. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks for being here. So, so real quick, are you focusing on hiring any specific job title or are you helping companies hire any kind of role? Well, well right now, uh, I'm a strong believer in, you know, making something for someone before we make everything for everyone. So we are starting with tech roles. Uh, we'll eventually move to non-tech as well. But right now, tech is the focus for, for the next few months. So you're helping people hire engineers? Yes, that's correct. I see. Okay. And, and give me a sort of a backstory here. When did you guys launch the marketplace and are, how are you making money? Do you, do, is, it a, is there a SaaS product embedded here or no? Yeah, it's a, it's a SaaS-based model. It's a subscription just like subscribing to Netflix. Uh, we launched it when I was working part-time. Uh, the MVP was launched, uh, uh, I think, one and a half year from now. But it's been 10 months. We are full-time uh, funded. And uh, now we, we've got quite an adoption from India and looking into some adoption from US as well. Although some US companies are also using it. Uh, but companies do do pay uh, a, a subscription fee to use the platform. And then there is a finite number of interviews that you get and the number of team members you can add to the plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how much uh, how much total capital have you raised to date? Uh, we have raised a pretty small 120k round. Uh, and- yeah. Yeah. Sorry. When did that raise? Uh, I think about uh, five months ago, five to six months ago. Okay, got it. So this year you raised one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Now, was that from yeah. friends and family? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, that that was an angel round done by an Indian uh, VC firm called Titan Capital, and then a couple of US investors as well. Uh, Brendan Rogers, who's the founder of Vab, along with his partner Herschel Mehta, uh, and then uh, there's another uh, Indian entrepreneur, uh, very popular, Kunal Shah, who's the founder of Fred. I see. And what was the valuation? I think close to a million. Okay, a million dollars. And now were you guys pre-revenue at that point or did you have money coming in? We had a very small revenue, $400 a month. $400 a month. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where are you today? How much a month are you recurring revenue? Uh, we are doing approximately uh, $7,000 a month. Congratulations. Okay, so help me understand. Give me a customer example. Why are they paying you and how much do they pay? Um, example is... Uh, this company called Zomato from India, and uh, they are paying us because we are helping them streamline the entire tech hiring process, helping them filter a lot of candidates before they actually line them up for interviews. 
and we are also you know saving a lot of lot of uh, their engineering bandwidth because our software is very optimized to take interviews now but typically an engineer would spend around an hour one and a half hour to take an interview to complete an interview in our software it is so convenient that you can wrap up the same interview in about 45 minutes without having uh, to give any trouble to the candidate and the can- candidate experience is also top notch so this company is paying us around uh, uh close to 1800 dollars a month and that's your biggest customer that's that's our biggest customer so far but yeah there there are three to four more coming up very soon so this is great and how many customers total today so we have a total of approximately 90 plus customers to be to be yeah, to be to narrow it down to a particular number and nice. out of which 90 yeah out of which out of which few of them uh, were early adopters so they are kind of on an unknown lifetime deal but uh, some of them close to about 30 odd are recurring paying customer out, which which constitute a part of $7000 mrr yeah 7000 mrr divided by 30 customers each one's paying about $240 per month correct or about 2 to 3 that's correct that's correct yeah interesting okay um walk me through how you got your first you know 10 customers great our first 10 customers was quite a hustle uh, i remember uh, you know i was a hiring manager in my previous company and the the idea resonated with me so much because there were four key problems that we faced the uh, data in the recruitment was not centralized it was scattered across multiple platforms and whenever i went back to my hr to ask for hey can you tell me about this candidate uh, it took them a lot of time just to search for the data secondly it wasn't very convenient to take interviews it was very annoying i was i used to facilitate one or two interviews every day and um uh, you know the first 10 minutes of every interview used to go into you know wasting into uh, uh, you know preparing the runtime environment and waiting for the candidate to you know uh, be be hands on and be up and ready with all the tooling and that 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 became really annoying so i was a hiring manager i thought that i need to find people like myself who are equally annoyed and are taking interviews every day so an ideal customer profile for me back then was a hiring manager of a hyper growth team so i started finding people who who are who are look alike just like me And Where I called on LinkedIn, searching for hiring managers. Yeah, I I did a simple search for companies who are hiring, and then they, the the companies had to be progressive. So I went to their Twitter handles, I went to their LinkedIn, emailed them, emailed them, and messaged them on Twitter. Some of them were you know quite kind enough to respond, and they tried the product. Eventually, one one or two months down the line, they ended up onboarding the product. I see. And you had your first dollar of revenue um, this year, four hundred dollars a month, um, and now we did a seed round, right? Yeah, that's correct. And and walk me through the team today. How many people? We are a nine people team right now, and a couple of people will join us in October. Uh, oh. So that will make an A-level payment deal. Engineers? Yeah. Uh, we have about five five engineers in our team. Okay, and any sales reps or no? Yeah, we have a couple of people who does sales, uh, but largely, largely we are you know doing a lot of uh, content based uh, organic stuff as well as. you know make a lot of cold outreach happens at the side as well and we are also figuring out other other marketing channels side by side what are are you still targeting hiring managers on linkedin is that still a focus uh we are targeting hiring hiring managers so uh the sales people they make sure that they do cold email and you know they reach out to people on linkedin uh, linkedin etc but at the same time i also make sure that i'm i'm vocal enough about what we are building over social media platforms and from there we get certain sort of pull and then uh, we we get some inbound leads as well from our organic channels 
Yeah. Well, why can't people just use Zoom for this? I mean, the big call to action on your website is basically that people can watch candidates code live. And it's like a little Zoom video chat with like a coding interface. And you have customers yep. like Microsoft, Cisco, Workspan, Rakuten, Walmart, and IBM. Are they all paying customers? Yeah, most of them are paying. Okay. And so, yeah, why can't people just use Zoom for this and then screen share? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. So typically, when you get on a call with a candidate and you have to take their tech interview, you ask them to share their screen. And, uh, you know, they would they would share their screen, open the code editor and prepare that runtime environment. And you might want to, you know, test them out uh, across multiple programming languages. It might be a Java, JavaScript to a React. And preparing all those environments might take their own sweet time. And that's where, you know, Zoom does not help. Zoom will help you, you know, do the video calling part of it, but it won't help you prepare that runtime environment. And a tech interview only requires a runtime environment, especially when the interview is hands-on. That's only one aspect of the interview. The second aspect of the interview is you want to see the interview later on because a lot many times engineers do not submit the feedback on time back to the hiring team. So when the feedback is not submitted, the hiring team does not know whether the candidate has been selected or rejected and what was the reason of selection. So because that is not there, because Zoom in a software is just there to facilitate video calls, you have to go to another uh, piece of software altogether. It might be a Gmail or a Google Sheet to submit that feedback. And that is pain taking for an engineer because they, they would hop onto another call or just get busy in building their product. So no one would submit that feedback on time. Our product does it all automatically. When you take an interview on interview, the code editor is inbuilt, as well as when you're taking notes, they get auto-submitted and hiring manager is sent a notification. Understood. And talk to me about your cap table today. How much equity do you own? Uh, right now, the founder's equity is around 88 point something, seven, yeah, to be 80, exact. 80%? Yeah. You're one of the founders, correct? How many founders are there? Uh, we are a couple of founders right now. How many? Two. There's two of you guys. Okay. So two so co-founders. Two did, yeah. you, did you split the 88% equally? No, no, no. It's not equal. <laughs> you have more? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me about that. Is that a weird conversation? Hey, come join my team, but I want to keep more equity. No, it's not. It, it's actually not. It's. Uh, it. it I, I like to be fair there, and you know, uh, uh, basis whatever you put on the table, and you know how much fire you have in the belly, and what you're going to do, what things are you you going to handle. It's that sort of a conversation. It's. It's never that I want. I always would like to you know own a smaller part of a watermelon than owning a larger part of a grape. That's my mindset. But yeah. To be honest, I, I like to be fair. There, there, there'll be more people joining in for sure on the cap table. Do employees own right now? Sorry. Employees own any of the company right now? Yeah, they, they all the employees have ESOPs, so they they do have uh, indirectly they do have a part of the company. So, if if on a fully diluted basis, how much equity do team members own right now? Ten uh, percent. Ten percent. Okay, so that's ninety-eight percent of the business. So the hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. So what about that equity? What do the investors own? Oh no! So uh, the founders' equity was inclusive of ESOPs actually. But if I if I not include the ESOPs, it would be seventy eight. But I because see. ESOPs constitute ten percent. Yeah. Got it. If founders own seventy eight percent. You own the majority of seventy eight percent. Then employees own ten percent, and then investors own twelve percent. That's correct. I Absolutely. see. Very cool. Okay. How are you telling me about like how you're managing cash in the bank? So how much cash in the bank today? Um, close to uh, whatever we raised, uh, it's it's almost that much amount only because uh, we we almost yeah, well, that to... made no sense at all. So how much how much cash in the bank today? <laughs> it is uh, it is close to hundred k, uh, more than hundred k, I would say. I, I tell you, I give you. 
the, the runway. You like, like how much are you burning per month? Well, we're burning about um, every time you ask me this question, I have to convert it in dollars. So I, I just take a quick step back, but we are burning about uh, $5,500 a month right now, but it will go to $6,500. So are you looking to raise more capital here shortly or no, you're staying? Not raising we are we we are looking to raise around north of six million uh, in the coming in the coming day, uh, days. I would say. So, so you want to raise six million dollars at what valuation? Uh, we have not really decided honestly that we in in the coming ten days we would be finalized on that number. But we have decided on number that we want on board for sure because we have backtracked it to the to the team members that we need on board to you know speed it up more. So you want to raise, you're deciding the next 10 days how much you want to raise in the valuation, but you know the amount you want to raise is $6 million. Yeah, that's correct. So let's say you only want to sell 20% of the business. That means you have to raise it like a $30 million valuation, but your revenue is only $7,000 per month. Do you think you can get investors to pay a, you know, a significant multiple? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the whole value of this thing is sometime in the future. That's one. Second is, uh, largely all of these things are a function of the kind of product you are building. And a, a high, in the hiring industry, an assessment tool is born every day and there are so many other tools that that exist today and people think that it's a saturated market and the product is almost commoditized but here's where the difference is i largely think and we are strongly biased as a unit that the product is not at all commoditized we are far away from a product that that would disrupt the hiring industry and to build that sort of a product we, we need talent on board and we are we, we have all we have just started i would say and all of those things are in the future and if you raise six million dollars, it's going to be very dilutive. I mean, think about it. If you raise six million, you're doing eighty-four thousand dollars a year right now in terms of run rate. Divide that into a thirty million dollar valuation. That's a three hundred fifty-seven x multiple. So if you raise six million yeah. on thirty pre, right? That's you signing, you know, call but between like fifteen and twenty percent of the business. But that's a yeah. massive, which I don't know you'll be able to get. I think like maybe someone gives you a twelve million dollar valuation and, and gives you six million, you're signing thirty-three percent of the business. I mean, do you really want to take all that dilution? Yeah, I, I would just give some examples of the company that are pre-revenue and have raised $10 million seed round. And they are companies from US. And okay. the, there are companies in India that... Give me a few of those examples. So I, I would just name a few companies, right? Uh, they, they have raised bigger, bigger rounds. I, I would just name this company who just raised $38 million round uh, from, from India. And then there are Ooh. companies who have raised... What's the company Sorry? name? I, I actually forgot the company. I met them in an incubation uh, at, at an incubator. Uh, the name of the company I have almost forgotten. Uh, they were trying to make this uh, Gmail uh, clone. They were trying to revise uh, uh, what what email systems have done. And there are so many other companies, right? Uh, companies at the likes of I, I've I've seen this company from India called Workduck, which is bound to raise about a ten million dollar round. Yeah, so but like they, they're. Why does like why does any of this matter though, right? Like these are these are very extreme outliers you're referencing, and there might be some. No, weird... it does not. It does not. What I'm what I'm referring to is that the ma the market needs that sort of that that sort of an investment right now because tech talent is expensive. That's number one. Uh, second of all, you need to you need to have uh, you know at least a couple of years of runway with that sort of a money and about twenty five folks on board to. To, to get the boat sailing and get the product to a level where you want it to be. Well, yeah, maybe, but I mean, like, look at a company like Qualified, right? They're at a three million dollar yep. rate. They're not raising at a forty million dollar valuation. They're much larger than you, uh, and they serve the same market. It's basically a coding tool for like to, to, to developers and onboarding an ATS system. Uh, they yep. used code their community to arbitrage their growth, so they didn't have to raise a bunch of capital. I'm just curious, like, why don't why don't you go? 
why not, instead of focusing on raising, I'll take four months of your time. Why not just focus on closing more customers, you know, getting up to $2 million, $1 million run rate, and then going out and doing another raise? Yeah, we have about five people in the engineering team today and about uh, only just three of them are full-time and a couple of them are interns. So uh, the, the kind of features that we want to build and those, those are big, big differentiators. We, it, it won't just, you know, improve the product 10%. It will take us from zero to one. Those sort of features are way into the future. And we cannot just build, build them in three to four months of time. Cool. Okay, that all makes sense. You know your numbers, though. You must listen to the show or something. Sorry? No, I'm just saying you know all your numbers very quick. You must listen to the show or something. <laughs> no, I'm just used to all of these numbers because they, they are on my fingertips. So because most of these times, I, I, I just keep, uh, you know, in my back of the road, I keep thinking about how much runway is left, how much do, do, do we need to raise more, and how fast do we need to go? All this time, you know, all this is, is in my subconscious. So it's mostly like that. And why yeah, you, I do watch the show. I do watch the show. So. Oh, nice. Why, so why do you want to come on? You knew I was going to ask you all these numbers. Oh, no, no. I, I knew it. I do, I do watch the show. I know your show has, has, has this pattern. I, I do love it. In fact, there are a couple of my team members who, who watch it and they knew I, I was going to be on this podcast and, and they wish me luck and they said, dude, it is too big. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you did a great job. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book so far, uh, The Mom Test. The Mom Test? Yeah. Number two, what's, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Elon Musk. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Online tool for building the business. Wow, that's interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm just using a whiteboard right now. Uh, if my background was off, you could have seen a whiteboard. Which is like showing you a complete flow, but <laughs> yeah, I don't have any tool in mind to be honest. There are so many of them. I don't have any favorite. Whiteboard works. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, four, uh, four at the bare minimum I try. And if I'm too lucky, seven, not okay. more than that. Situation, married, single kids. I am married. I don't have kids. I don't have plans to, uh, <laughs> for the next three years. How are you all? I am 29. 29. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Oh, wow. I wish I had access to some capital so that I could have materialized my 20 in a way such that I was a billionaire today. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Raul with interview.io launched back in 2019, now doing $7,000 a month in revenue, helping HR teams give live coding assessments where you can see the candidate coding live along with a video thing, tagging, save it for later for doing everything related to candidate management in the developer space. They've got a team of nine people right now building this. They raised $120,000 in a pre-seed round earlier this year at a million dollar valuation. 30 customers today looking to scale, might be raising $6 million here shortly. We'll see what happens. Raul, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, Nathan. It was great.